Blog Talk Radio. Good morning. You are listening to NABWIC, the National Association of Black Women in Construction Blog Talk Radio Show, founded to increase the national awareness of black women in the construction industry. NABWIC is the charge and takes the charge for black women to advocate for further opportunities to its members. Our mission as a core foundation is to strengthen the building blocks of new educational, entrepreneurial, professional, and social network connections. The vision of NABWIC is to build long-lasting strategic partnerships with first-rate organizations and individuals that will provide groundbreaking and innovative solutions for black women in construction and their respective communities. We invite you to call or text or email family, business associates, or friends and tell them that we are on the air right now. Or they can join us on the Internet by logging in to www.blogtalkradio.com slash N-A-B-W-I-C or by phone at 714-459-3918 and press 1 to join our conversation with questions or comments. Good morning, good morning, good morning, and welcome to NAPWIC Talks. Yes, it is another exciting Wednesday, and I am Jada Williams, your NAPWIC Talks host today in the studio, and we have an amazing show planned for you. But just like the commercial said, I do have to ask you to follow, like, and share that you are hanging out with NABWIC, the National Association of Black Women in Construction, for we are the voice. So head over to all of your different social media platforms and or our website at www.nabwic.org. Engage with us. Find out all of the different things that we have going on in NABWIC world, along with hitting that Join Now button. Yes, click Join Now. And we will be happy, 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 happy to welcome you as a new member. So listen, we have, again, an absolutely amazing show planned for you today and a special good morning for all of our co-hosts in the studio, no other than Ann McNeil, the master builder herself, and Ursula Odom of Sula 2 and Jackie Perry of JPN Associates. Good morning, good morning, Ms. Ann. How are you? Jada, I tell you every single week, if I were any better, Jada, I would be you. (laughs) (laughs) And today is no different. We want to remind our listeners that the National Association of Black Women in Construction was formed to create strategic, long-lasting, phenomenal relationships with our contractors, our partners, engineering firms, their clients, our members, and our vision is to just continue to build and build. Actually, we build homes, we build lives, we build communities, and we also build buildings. And so when you think about the voice in this industry, One of the things we're talking about today about being the voice is how does that voice connect with the money that's generated for profit in our businesses and then looking at how to make money make money. So, Jada, let's get this party started as we talk about the power in investing in our businesses and our lives. Yes, indeed. So we're going to go off to a quick commercial break. And, of course, like you already said, Ms. Ann, come back rocking and rolling, getting this Wednesday party started here on Nap Week Talks. Hi, my name is Sabrina Miller. I am the owner of MDI General Contracting in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. I'm a new member of the National Association of Black Women in Construction, and I'm excited to celebrate women in the construction industry. I'm most proud about NABWIC's ability to have intertwined itself in the legislative process 
which affects all women and particularly black women in the construction industry. And I'm happy to be a part of that process and help to grow NABWIC's reach in the Pennsylvania area. My name is Sabrina Miller. Please join me in, in celebrating women in construction. And we are back this morning on NABWIC Talks. Listen, you know, NABWIC as an organization, we have so many amazing things on our calendar, and we are an organization made up of committees. And one of our committees is the Education Committee, and one of those tasks of the Education Committee is to make sure our dollars are making sense for us. And we have an investment club. Yes, NAPWIC has the NAPWIC Investment Club, which is also one of our member benefits. And today we are going to talk about, you know, how did the idea of our NAPWIC Investment Club come together and the understanding of some simple things that come with investing. So our master builder has had the honor and um, the, the, I don't know how to say it, the privilege of raising the baby billionaire herself, Miss Ioni McNeil. So this morning, we are going to pick the brain of the mother of the baby billionaire, our very own, Miss Ann McNeil, but not also pick her brain on, on her being our founder and leading us in this investment journey, but also speaking with some of our other members and discussing, and discussing investing. So I'd like to ask this question. Go get your notebooks, your pencils. Make sure you're ready to press one on the phone and dialogue with us. But we want you to think about in the back of your head as we're up here discussing in the studio um, investing, do you understand, truly understand the time value of money? What are drips? And do you understand the difference in savings, and investing. And I just know for myself, right now I have um, two small kids still in the house, and I'm teaching them investing, and we are playing the stock market summer climb game. And while it has been such an amazing experience, this is our second summer um, participating, but this also falls under one of the NABWIC investing um investing uh, tools and resources that they uh, expose our different members to or that we expose our different members to. And just being connected in the McNeil family, I was able to get the resources, the know-how, and the network to teach my own 7-year-old, yes, 7- and 9-year-old on how to invest and how to start understanding and learning stocks. So with that being said, Ms. Ann, are you ready to dive in this morning? Uh, yes, Jackie. Uh, Jada, I think that what we may want to do before we, you know, key up this pre prior uh, uh, interview between Ioni and myself, I think we really want to uh, make sure that our listeners understand that we're taught how to make the money. But we're not taught how to make the money make money. And so as a result of, uh, I'll just say my experience in over 40-plus years in the construction industry, I thought I was in the business of building buildings. And after many years of trials and tribulations and struggles of, of, of just being in the construction industry and really not realizing that there was a disconnect between uh, you know, learning how to work for the money versus learning how to make the money work for me. It took me, I would say, probably about a good, uh, gosh, probably about a good five, ten years of being in construction before I began to realize that the power in the business that we're in, because we really are, we're really in a business of making money, make money so that we can turn around and use that money to empower our employees and our partners in our business. And so with that thought in mind, I then began to realize that in my own financial uh, journey 
I started out by, you know, not knowing how to save, not knowing how to invest, and then I had what was called a Madoff experience where finally I saved a few dollars and I gave it to someone and I never saw that money again. And that's when I began to realize that here I was, a business owner, not really knowing how to do business and make money, make money. And so when I then began to attend better investing classes, I took my 7-year-old, 8-year-old, 9-year-old daughter with me, and as she began to grow and learn how to invest, we began to grow together as a family and learn how to make money and how to invest. And so as we, as we prepare to share this show, I also want to just make sure that our listeners, especially those who are in the construction industry, I want to make sure we understand that every company that we work with, publicly traded company, that we can buy or purchase one share of that company's stock and become a share owner in the supply companies we work with. We can become a share owner in the subcontracting companies we work with, the construction companies we work with, the engineering and architectural companies that we work with. If they are publicly traded, we can own one share of that stock. And that's what my desire and goal is to help teach our members of NABWIC. And that's one of the reasons why, Jada, we started a NABWIC Investment Club. And we're embarking upon our fifth year in that club, and, and the club is closed until the fifth year. And once our fifth year opens up, we will be opening up membership into our investment club. Right now, we're at about 15 members. We started with 50, and now we're down to 15. That's another story and another show for another day. But I just wanted to just give that precursor uh, before we play this interview between Ioni McNeil and myself. All right, thank you, Jada Jackie. Yes, indeed. Thank you so much, Ms. Ann, for your wisdom and foresight of all of the, um, you and all of the founding members of NABWIC, making sure to include um, financial education um, for us in the organization. Beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. Hey, so let's get right into it and get this party started by listening in to this amazing interview with Ann McNeil, the master builder, and the baby billionaire, Ioni McNeil. Listen, NAPWIC, join and look out for this NAPWIC investment club that is opening up soon. Check us out on the website. Hi, my name is Ann McNeil, and I am the master builder, helping to build stronger and better lives, and I want to welcome all of you to our special show entitled Hashtag my investing story. As a volunteer with Better Investing, I'm very excited every week to share stories of many of my friends and co-volunteers uh, from Better Investing to talk about their investing story. And Better Investing is a not-for-profit organization. Let me just share with you what we're not all right, because we have a very special guest today, and she's going to share with you her investing story, which is the large part of that story is related to this phenomenal organization called Better Investing, which is an organization of volunteers. And uh, personally, I'm, I'm a volunteer with the organization and have been so, gosh, oh my, for over 20 years. And... Um, Better Investing was established in 1951, and uh, it's a 501c3 not-for-profit organization that has helped over 5 million people learn how to invest profitably in stocks of high-quality growth companies. We support investment clubs and individuals through our education, online stock selection, and the analysis tools and publications. And you can go to betinvesting.org to learn more about the organization. Just a little bit about what we're not, just so that if you're listening to this show for the very first time, second or third, please know that we are not day traders. We are not professional investment advisors or stockbrokers or bond traders. We don't deal in penny stocks. 
We don't teach buying on margin or using other people's money. We don't teach technical analysis or charting. Group of volunteers with the official organization's name is the National Association of Investors Corporation, better known as NAIC. And today, it really gives me great honor. I've interviewed a number of people on the show. Today is a little different because today I have the privilege of interviewing the baby billionaire about her investing story. She has been featured in magazines such as Black Enterprise, Seventeen, Better Investing, and Iona McNeil is better known by many as she's traveled teaching youth and family how to analyze stocks and how to invest. Uh, as the baby billionaire, uh, she has uh, started investing at the age of seven. I could go on and on and on about her bio. Uh, currently, um, she is, is, is just a phenomenal person, volunteering still with that investing. And what I'd like to do right now is to make sure all of you know that if you'd like to participate in this conversation, please press 1 on your dial. But I'd prefer to have Ioni come on, and let's introduce her, have her share her story, and then I'm going to ask her some questions, and uh, we're going to open the lines up to our listeners after we hear from uh, Ioni McNeil. Good afternoon, Ioni. How are you today? Good afternoon. Good evening. I'm well. How are you? Awesome, awesome, awesome. You know, that's my automatic response to everybody, but especially today, because I am just as excited, maybe even more so, like everybody else. We have a lot of people calling in, and we're all excited to hear your story. You know, it's one thing to let have everybody else talk about you and talk about your story mm-hmm. or share your story, and that's one of the reasons why we started doing this show, because with these phenomenal economic times. It's a phenomenal time to to learn about investing and to actually uh, to actually invest. So how about you share with us how did you get here? How did you start on this journey? If you would share a little about your your investing story. Sure. Uh, as you already mentioned, I'm a um actually a, a lifetime member of Better Investing. Um, they don't even offer lifetime memberships anymore, but when I was in elementary or middle school, I, I recognized um, the power of Better Investing, also known as um, NAIC, National Association of Investors Corporation. And um, it was it was a group that I had never experienced before, but even at the early age, I recognized the potential in being associated with better investing. Um, I learned a lot. I'm still learning a lot um, from the classes that they host, uh, the speakers, the volunteers. Um, And yeah, I would definitely say my mother, um, at the time when I was five, six, seven, was going through a financial crisis in her own life. And because she is the open, given, and um, and learning individual that she is, she actually took me along on her journey. One of the things that I, I actually love most about my mother is that even as my mother, she never put on airs that she had it all together. And that allowed me to learn alongside with her. Um, She didn't know investing in order to teach it to me, but while she was learning about investing and learning about um, financial empowerment, financial independence, I was right there alongside with her. I learned with her. And um, basically I did what a lot of us do when we're young, when we're growing up, we see different people that we admire, sometimes may even despise, and we make life decisions based on that. Um, so my mother um, was and still is a, a, a well-known entrepreneur, and one of the decisions that I made by being around her and other well-known, growing, affluent, actually, black entrepreneurs 
was that I didn't want to work that hard. Um, I know entrepreneurs that put in 60 to 80 hours a week and still um, are willing to forfeit depositing their own paycheck so that they can make sure that they um, make payroll for their staff and their employees, as we can see in this current crisis, and especially how it's affecting small businesses. Um, so I was already exposed to the entrepreneurial group um, where you are learned to take your life and your career in your own hand, build a business, and make it work for you. That's kind of a lot of people's um, vision of, of financial success. But once I got exposed to better investing and I, and I got to meet people that had regular jobs as teachers, post office workers, engineers, um, not even needing to either go to college or have a graduate degree or postgraduate degree, and they were able to retire at 50 because they were um, members of, of an investment club. They had been learning how to invest. They had been learning what is a stock, what is a share of stock, how can we make our money work for us, not the other way around, which we all usually learn um, how to do, which is really hard for the, the little bit or a lot of bit of money we make. Um, so that's how I got started, and one of the things that I um, want submitted to put up on the website is the time value of money chart. And if you, you don't have access to, 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 to the website now, you can actually just Google time value of money, the automatic millionaire, all in, you know, um, that search box. And if you click that in, time value of money, the automatic millionaire, and click on images, the very first image that you'll see, which is a comparison of three different people and how they started investing at different ages in their life and how much they put in and how much they ended up with when they retired at 65, that one image literally changed my life. And as soon as I saw it, Actually, I was in a class at church. Um, Better Investing um, at the time was coming to New Birth Church where we attended in Miami and was teaching the investing classes there. And I remember the room I was sitting in. I remember seeing the presentation. And when I saw that graph, I was like, oh, yeah, I'm definitely how, doing how that. How old were you? How old were you? Do you the, remember when you saw that graph? At the time when I saw the graph, I may have been 12 or 13 years old. I think 12. Yep. Yep. So that graph in and of itself helped me to see the advantage that I had at the time. And I still have it. A lot of us still have it. We, don't, we may not know we have it, but that advantage is time. Um, I think that for a lot of ventures that we want to go after in life, Sometimes we can write ourselves off prematurely because we may say, oh, I don't have enough experience. Oh, I don't have enough knowledge. Oh, I don't have enough money. That's usually the very first one we say. But when you're talking about investing, you actually don't have to have any of those things. And as you'll see when you look up that graph, or I should say that chart, you'll realize that you are actually penalized for waiting because by waiting to make a decision to invest in your future, it's going to cost you more. Because you can't get time back, if you start earlier, you actually can start with less and end up with more. So that was the basically the gist of what I learned and gathered in that moment of that presentation. I'm seeing that graph. And Again, being a part of Better Investing and being around its members, when I was really young, a lot of people, strangers, I didn't know them, but they were very um, excited about me being there. They're, they were very caring and nurturing, and they would just walk up to me and say, man, if I had only started when I was your age. People I did not know every single time I would show up to class because at the time, I mean, the, most of the people that are members of Better Investing are retired 
Um, if they're not retired, they're nearing retirement. Um, it's not a lot of kids. It's not a lot of teenagers. It's not a lot of young adults. Um, so by far at that time, I was easily the youngest in the room by 50 years, 40 years. Um, and that type of encouragement, you know, you, I th- you know, when we all grow up, we, we glean from the wisdom of others. And I may not have known everything, but I knew that if these people that already had it were coming up to me saying, if I had only started when I was your age, I mean, I I felt like I would be a fool if I didn't get started somewhere, and that's what I did. At the time, um, it was called NAIC, and in their magazines they had um, a one-pager where you could, they had a lot, actually a one-page page in the magazine that listed a lot of different companies that partnered with Better Investing to make investing affordable and accessible to everyday people, meaning you could purchase your first share of stock through that consortium. Uh, I bought CVS that way. I bought Home Depot that way. Um, I bought um, Wendy's, Tim Hortons, um, limited brands. I bought a lot of my very first shares of stock through that system. And, I mean, at the time they were maybe – $20, $25 a share, no more than $50 a share, and I was using, you know, my birthday money, my Christmas money, um, anything that I I had at the time um, because I didn't legally start working until I was 14. And when I turned 14, I knew I wanted to work so that I could start maxing out my retirement account. And so at the time, my company didn't have – um, I mean, I had a part-time job there, but they didn't—they didn't offer a 401k or a retirement plan for their employees. So, I researched, you know, how do I create my own? And I ended up calling around to some brokers. I started at Vanguard. I opened up on my own Roth IRA, and I've been maxing it out ever since I was 14. I think it's very important. We do have some callers, but I think it's very important before we go to the callers. We want to thank everybody for uh, just holding on here with us for a second. I want to go back, Ayanna, because I think it's very important. We have a lot of callers who are listening online and uh, also in the studio. Can you go back to the story and share uh, the time value of money example in your book? And also, before you do that, if you can, um, you did publish a book, if you can share with the audience uh, the name of the book and you, this time value of money story in that book, I think it will be very valuable. We have a lot of parents and grandparents who are listening in, and young people too. But if you could share that story, then when people look at the time value of money chart, which most, most adults, we see that chart when financial planners are talking to us about why you should start investing early. But if you can just walk through the three scenarios, I think a pitch is worth a thousand words, and we want to share with the listeners this picture so they can really understand. You have children, invest in their retirement now. You don't have to wait. And this is what Ioni is demonstrating. So can you go back and share with everybody the title of your book, and the story, uh, one of the stories you put in there about the time value money chart. Mm. Ioni, talking, we can't so- hear you. I'm sorry, I went on mute. Sorry yeah. about that. Yes. Um, so my book is actually called The Baby Billionaire's Guide to Investing. Uh, you can get it from my website, which is thebabybillionaire.com. Each order that you make, um, I actually personally sign the books to whoever you you want me to make it out to, and I mail it to you um, to, you know, personalize your educational, investment educational experience. Um, But, yes, so the time value of money, and I'm actually – I'm going to see if I can pull it up because I didn't have it in front of me. Um, but anyway, the time well, why are you doing that is to share the story. 
just the story. Thank you. Okay. So basically in the time value of money um, chart, well, the, the story that I usually do in my in my in-person presentations are um, are a little long, but the gist of it is that um, you have three people. Uh, the first one will name um, Billy at age 15. Actually, you have three people all the same age, but the first guy um, at 15, you're usually a sophomore in college, and he saw this chart and said, hmm, I'm going to start now. So he got a part-time job at Wendy's. He was only making, a, you know, a couple of um, dollars a week, but he said, I'm going to make the sacrifice now to fund my retirement and max it out. And at the time, he did it, the, let's say the Roth IRA limit was $3,000. So that's how much he put in from age 15 to 19. By 19, he's already uh, finished his freshman year at university. Um, his friend, on the other hand, said, oh, I mean, investing is for old people. I don't have to do that. I'm going to wait until, you know, um, I get into college and I really get on my own. Then my first job um, while I'm in college, I'm going to use that money to invest. So his friend Susan started investing from 19 to 26. She went through undergrad. She then ended up getting a job, went back to school, finished grad school, and she was like, you know what, I'm about to get married. I'm 26. I can stop contributing to my uh, Roth IRA. So Billy put $3,000 in for the first five years, 15 to 19. Um, that total is $15,000. Susan she ended up putting $3,000 away for seven years, which ended up being $27,000 from 19 to 26. Their last friend was like, oh, I don't know anything about investing. It really doesn't matter. I'm going to wait until I get my very big, you know, high-paying job in order to start putting money away for the future. I'm too young to think about that right now. So when their third when the third friend Kim started investing, she was actually 27 years old. She diligently put away $3,000 from age 27 to 65 and by the end she ended up putting away $117,000. 117 yeah a hundred, yeah, hundred seventeen thousand um, dollars. So you have three different people that put in three different amount of money. Billy put in fifteen thousand, um, but started at fifteen. Susan put in, I said twenty seven, but actually it's twenty four thousand, and she did it between nineteen and twenty six. And Kim ended up investing one hundred seventeen thousand dollars from 27 to 65. So the question is, if they all got the same rate of return, which is 10%, they reinvested their dividends and their earnings, they didn't take any money out, at 65, how much do they end up with? So many people will think that Kim, having put $117,000 in, and had, you know, uh, invested for like almost 40 years would end up with more money. But Kim actually ended up with $3.2 million, which is not bad. I mean, it's, it's actually a really good um, nest egg to retire with, um, especially considering that she put the price of a house in her retirement account. I mean, $117,000, that's actually a lot of money. Um, but Billy actually is the one that ended up with the most money. He ended up with $1.6 million, and he only invested 15000 So that was a clear indication that 
I didn't even need a lot of money. I just needed to start early, and that's what I've been doing since um, since I was able to start working. Well, I think we I think we're at that point. A lot of people are, are asking questions. So again, Ion is phenomenal. That's phenomenal. We want to remind you if you'd like to ask a question, just press one on your phone. And we'll take your question. The first question, um, call her your last four digits of your number. Oh, she just, okay, she just moved as I was calling her. Okay, so the next caller, the last four digits of your number is 4712. Uh, caller, we're opening your line. You had a question or comment, please? Hi, Miss Ann and Ione. This is Rose from Tampa. How are you guys? We're good. Awesome. Thank you for joining us. Great. I have a question. I think I got a couple of friends on the line. And um, one of the questions when you were talking, Ione, was the fact, um, you know, giving those three, um, the three, the three people that invested at different times. Now, if you are just like a, just a, di- a, a direction in a way, but what would you do if you now, or just a, a way to start, or where should you start if you like maybe in your 40s and now needing to save, you know, or what would be the best way to start if you're starting late? It's great that these people, you know, you know, these they started like 15, 19, and 27. But how about if you're a little, if you're a bit older? What is the best way to just at least start saving? Thank you. It it works the same way. Thank you for your question. I mean, it works the same way. Um, I would never say that anybody starting at 40 to compare yourself to somebody starting that started at 20. I would always say don't be the person that knew about it now at 40 and then waited until 50 because the principle – still is the same, and um, the way people um, are living now in terms of longevity still have another 30 years in the horizon for your money to work for you. So really the point of the story is to start where you are. Um, waiting can be expensive, and I would say, like I, uh, I told somebody that called me earlier today, is to make sure you're aware of all the options that are available to you. Um, a lot of people now, because of what's going on in the market, are being bombarded with people and advertisements online saying, hey, you need to start investing now. And so they're opening up brokerage accounts and starting to invest, and I applaud that. But my number one, my first question is, are you even maxing out your retirement account? You know, that is something that's already available to you that you can um, be contributing to now. Uh, the second question is, what, what are your goals financially? That's how you create a, a saving and investing plan is to know what's important to you. Retiring early was important to me. Not working hard or long was important to me, and that's why I put in as much as I did when I did because I've always been not wanting to work, you know. So start where you are. Start with what you have. Um, and don't wait. Don't wait on your education and don't wait to get started. All right. Thank you so very much. Yes, thank you so much, uh, Rose. I want to remind everybody um, to press 1 on your phone if you wanted to ask a question, and we do have another caller. I want to remind everybody you are listening to My Investing Story. And our guest presenter tonight sharing her story is Iona McNeil. And just for those of you that may have joined late, Iona started investing uh, at age seven uh, with a piggy bank. And then uh, by age 10, uh, I started investing in her stocks. And uh, by age 12, was uh, actually teaching classes to others on how to analyze stocks. And then by age 16, uh, ranked, she ranked number one in the United States out of 5,000 girls from an award um, from Guardians Girls Going Places for her business called uh, The Baby Billionaire, where she analyzes 
and teach people how to um, how to invest. All right, so we do have another caller. I want to just thank everybody for chiming in. Uh, great story. Caller, the last four digits of your number is 0809. Your line is open. Thank you for calling. Hi, this is Nicole from Washington, D.C. Can you hear me? Yep. Yes, the sound like you might be on a speaker, so if you might pick up, it would be really better for the sound. Okay. Thank you. It's just a little better. I have to take off my Bluetooth. Much oh, better. much better. Thank you so much. Oh, okay. <laughs> Great. Um, yeah, thank you so much for the show today. I'm I'm so excited to speak with you. I have um, two young kids that I've been trying to get into investing, um, and I'm really not finding any genuine resources that are applicable to their ages. Um, I have a son who's six and a daughter who's 10. Do you have any recommendations in terms of resources or perhaps um, – you know, programs that I can get them involved in to learn about investing? That's a really good question. Um, I actually don't, in terms of kid, kid appropriateness and, um, for financial education, I, I don't have anything that comes to the top of my mind. Um, many years ago I did help Girls, Inc., which is a nonprofit, um, create uh, an investment curriculum. But I would actually just say, um, not to necessarily force them, but to have them learn with you. Um, so if you're reading my book, have them also read my book at the same time. And over dinner, you can discuss it, um, The Automatic Millionaire. I mean, there are things, and especially the, the one resource I would plug you into is betterinvesting.org. Um but it can be dense. It can be very um, um, adult-centered. Um, so I would just say that you may have to be the filter or, um, you know, just focus on you learning it yourself so that by the time that they're ready, you could, you know, help guide them in, in the right direction. Thank you so much. You're welcome. That's it. I'd like to add, we have another caller, um, last four digits, 7458. Before I open it, I would like to also add to um, uh, the question. As a parent, uh, what we did was with Ioni, we actually started her with the piggy bank. As simple as that sounds, it's very powerful for a child. We have a three-year-old granddaughter right now, and she has two piggy banks. And at three years old, she's learning the difference in the coins. Prior to us teaching her a penny, a dime, a quarter, and put it in the piggy bank, she had no doubt, she had no relationship to the money. But then when, we, when she began to learn, this is at three. Now for Ioni, second grade, we got a piggy bank. We started taking her to the bank with the piggy bank. And years of going to the bank with the piggy. The kids will learn the value of money when we demonstrate that saving. And then, as Iona mentioned, later on we both began to learn the difference between saving and then investing. And so, like she's suggesting, uh, Nicole, you definitely want to start now. I, I would not today, if I'm not mistaken, I think your your oldest may be about 12, something like that. Uh, she's 10 now. She'll be 11 this year. And, and we have yeah, started with, um, yes, we, we have started with the bank accounts. But I'm, I'm looking, I guess, more along the lines of um, like a curriculum, you know, to get a little bit more education. So I, I definitely would take that advice about better investing uh, and just going through um, sharing those resources. I, I'll tell you, be very surprised, but thank you so very much for calling. Okay, the next uh, person uh, with your hand raised first, uh, coming back on, uh, your last four digits is 7458. Your um, your line is open. Hi, Ms. McNeil and Ms. Ioni. This is Shania Fair calling from Miami, Florida. Hey, Shania. Thank to... you. Hey, I just wanted to thank you, Ioni, for sharing that story 
Um, it definitely puts it into perspective because I will have invested 15000 over the course of three years in a leased car that I have to return. So just imagining if that money could wow. have went to an investment, then I would have been investing in my future. But, you know, <laughs> lessons learned. But um, so my question is, a lot of us in a certain scale or range, we recently mm-hmm. got our refund check that's supposed to be for the mm-hmm. corona relief. So I have a question about where would you suggest we spend that money? Granted, a lot of people may be out of work, so that may go to bills, but for mm-hmm. those of us that are still working, where would you suggest we spend that or invest that money? Well, that's a that's a great question um, because, yes, if you need to spend it to live for the next two to three months, definitely do that. Um, however, if you are able to still work or you have enough cushion, I actually would say um, if you want to invest it, see if you can actually put that money in your retirement account, whether you have a traditional or Roth 401K Four, three B, IRA, whatever. Um, what a lot of people don't know is today used to be tax day, but because of what's going on, I, I believe it got moved back to June fifteenth um, when your taxes are due. Um, but with that extension, you also have an extension of your two thousand nineteen retirement contributions. So if you have a, a, a let's say a Roth IRA you could actually make a, a 2019 contribution still now until that tax day arrives. Um, so if you haven't maxed out your, your your retirement account, I think that this extra money can be used toward that. But yet and still, uh, what I want people to know is that even though you put money into your retirement account, you still have to choose where it's going to be invested. So if it's going to be in stocks, if it's going to be in mutual funds, if it's going to be ETFs, um, don't just think that putting the money in that retirement account is going to make it grow. You still have to make one more decision after the money is in there unless you set it up on automatic. Okay, thank you so much. You're welcome. Thank you so very much, Janaya, for calling. Great question, great question. We do have another caller, and caller, the last four digits of your number is 8202. I just want to remind everybody that we are listening to a radio show entitled My Investing Story, and the purpose of creating this show really was to do exactly what we're doing right now, make investing information available and all of us to consider becoming financially empowered by taking responsibility for our financial education. And that's what Better Investing is all about, helping all of us take responsibility for our financial education. So call at 8202. Your line is open. Thank you. Um, this is Diane King in Jacksonville. Um, thank you very much for the show. And I want to make sure that the book is called, uh, two quick questions. The book is called The Baby Billionaire, correct? I can go and find that online anywhere, correct? Do I get the name of the book, correct? Yes. yes. Anywhere, okay. but of course I would like you to buy it from me, but anywhere. You well, I'm going to go to your website. Okay, the, your yes, website, the baby I can get the baby billionaire. Yep. Okay, I'll do that. The, the baby billionaire, I got it right. Put the baby. Okay, then my question is concerned. I went on and opened that chart up. You had us to go to the, the time value of money, so I went online and opened that chart to look at this, and I was just trying to confirm what I'm looking at. It shows the dollars from zero to 1,000 in the years of time, and then it gives us a percentage with the arrow, 2 3 5%, 7%. Trying to make sure uh, that's just showing the so, growth. Is that what yeah, the arrow is indicating? Gl- I'm, glad you, I'm glad you brought it up. The, what you should be typing in is the time value of money, the automatic millionaire, because it's the, a specific oh. chart that I mm-hmm, – the automatic millionaire. If you put that oh, all together, um, okay. then once you click go, you click then on images right next to next, and that first image that's going to come up is the one that I'm referring to. Now, if you just type it in, time value of money, a lot of different time value of money charts are going to come up to convey okay. essentially the same one, but that's the one specifically I was speaking to. 
Okay, the time value of money, the automated billionaire. Uh, the automatic, 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 automatic excuse me, with an M, automatic millionaire. Yeah, okay, yes. thank you, mm-hmm. got it. Okay, well, thank you. I'll let the next caller come on. So I know what time is of the essence. Thank you very much. Appreciate that. Oh, you're so welcome. Thank, thank you. you for the excellent. call and the question. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Yeah, excellent, excellent question, too. Okay, caller, um, we have another caller that's in queue. And, again, the questions are great. I want to just thank everybody. The last four digits of your number is 4607. Caller, your line is open. Hello. <clears throat> Hello, Iona. This is Peaches from Chicago, Illinois. How are hey, you, my darling? Hey, Peaches. I'm good. We're going to have to have you on this call because you've been a Better Investing member for a long time. <laughs> yes, I have. And I want you to know that I have quite a few people that are listening to you. Uh, I'm sure or hope that uh, Father Mike is on because I have discussed you with him, of course, when we came back from the um, conference. And I have a few other ladies from our church who are on, Lauren and Galinda, and, of course, Babette. You know Babs. So I just want to tell you that I am so proud of you, and I do hope that we will, when you come into Chicago, we can set something up as we discussed, uh, Father Mike, to have you at our church because you are such a valuable person, and I think we will get so much from you. You are you know I love you. Okay. Yes. And I just want to. I just want. Okay. I just wanted to tell you that and. I hope to talk to you real soon. Okay. All right. Thank you so very much uh, for calling, Peaches. All right. So the next person uh, that we have in queue, uh, the last four digits of your number is 7688. 7688. And your line is open. Thank you for calling. Seven, Hello, six, this eight, is eight. Hello, can you hear me? Hi. Now? Hi, how are you? Yes. Um, I just first of all want to say I'm how proud I am of you. Um, I'm, I'm really proud to hear your story. And um, now that I hear it, a lot of things make sense to me. But I do have this question. How do you handle um, the desire to invest in trying to invest as well as paying off or getting out of debt? In mm. addition to trying to um, build a business from the ground up, when you that's have those really three great... areas working, working with you at the same time, because that's kind of the situation yeah. I find myself in. Okay. I really appreciate that question. The first thing that came to mind is a lady named Susie Orman, uh, S-U-Z-E-O-R-M-A-N, Susie Orman, I think her name is. Um but definitely check out her work. She talks a lot in videos, interviews, um, podcasts. She talks a lot about um, investing versus paying off debt. And one of the quickest things I'm going to say to you is you have to look at um, which one is going to cost you money, the more money now. And um, by Usually, depending on the type of debt you have, um, you can put it in different categories. Credit cards usually need to be the first to go. Um, Student loan, mortgages, um, car loan, those things are usually navigated. So it's best to see how much interest you're being charged by having debt versus how much you could be making. But in general terms, it's, it's it's good if you can do both. Um, and especially if you're building business, you're going to have that third bucket you need to put your money into. Um, I would say see what you think is a priority for you now. Focus on that. Give it all you got. Um, but know that you have these peripheral um, obligations or things you should be taking um, into consideration too. All right. I want to thank the caller um, for calling in. Great, great, great question. And we want to remind everybody that we are listening to My Investing Story, and every week uh, we plan to come on and have someone to share uh, 
Ione's done a phenomenal job, and we probably should have her come back again. What does everybody think about that? Just give me a snap or clap or uh, tell us on the Facebook page. On our Facebook page, we also want to encourage you, please go to betterinvesting.org and get more information about how you can invest. And if you have another question, just press 1. If you've not already asked a question, we're going to prepare to wrap up. We do have a couple more callers. Wow. Okay. Before we take one, I do have something to say to the guy just now. My brother texted me, um, big up to Morgan. And he said one of the plans um, um, that he could do is something that my brother does, which is number one, save one month of work, save one month worth of expenses. Number two, contribute to your 401k. Number three, aggressively pay off all debt. Um, number four, save full um, emergency funds three to six months. Um, number five, invest in retirement accounts and max it out. And then number six, of course, which is invest more. So I just wanted to say that before we go to the next caller. Okay, well, since you said that, let me come from a perspective of need more, don't have any money. All right, because I can relate to this young man, uh, matured man, uh, sir. I've been there and um, having whole payroll and couldn't, couldn't make it and praying to God every week uh, that those checks were clear and borrowing from Peter to pay Paul, I would tell you what I did do in the middle of all of that. I think all the suggestions are great. And as I only know, I took $20. $20 that oftentimes some of you on this line, I ask you for $20 because I was so poor and so broke. I took $20, I tithed, and I saved. And I would ask people in my hardest times for $20. And I invested twenty dollars. And so, um, investment education is the key. It's not what you have; it's what you do with what you have. And like we hear and talk about tithing ten percent, you're worthy of ten percent yourself. Ten dollars a week. Put it in an envelope every week. Ten dollars. At the end of the month, you got forty. But this is not my show. This is Ioni's show. I show. I want to just encourage everybody, no matter where you are or whatever state in life you are in, you can save and you can invest. And so just want to thank you, Ioni. Um, we do want to take a couple more questions before we wrap up. We've extended the time three times. All right, so call your last four digits of your number is 0223. Your line is open. Hello, this is Naima calling from Atlanta. Naima! Hi, I just want to say hello, Miss Ann. I want to say hello to Ioni. I want to thank you guys for being here and giving us all this good information. I just wanted to say hello. Okay. Hi, I'm Vicki Antonio. I'm part of the South Florida chapter of the National Association of Black Women in Construction, and we are excited to celebrate women in construction. What I'm most proud of about being a part of this organization is that we are a conglomerate of women who are doing great things to expand not only ourselves, but our local communities and beyond. Why it's important to support this organization is because, you know the saying, is that when you support a woman, you support a nation. So my name is Vicki Antonio. Please join us to celebrate women in construction. This concludes our show. Thank you for listening to NABWIC, the National Association of Black Women in Construction. For more information about NABWIC and our membership, please visit us on the web at www.nabwic.org. We are the voice of black women in construction. Have a great and prosperous day. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. 
That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for 